Well, good evening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that uh, little video of uh, people's uh, perceptions of what Christmas means to them. I'm sorry that I didn't have, when I made the video, the clips of Big Fish, who um, spend a lot of time giving much more sensible answers than the bridge did as to what Christmas means to them. But um, I saw them uh, this morning on Claire's phone. Unfortunately, I didn't have it on my computer when I made the video. But uh, I don't know what what, uh, Christmas means to you. Um, uh, I don't know whether you've seen any of the Godzilla movies or whether you've heard of Godzilla. We've got a picture of him up here. Godzilla is a giant mutant dinosaur monster uh, who's over 100 foot tall, apparently, weighs 20,000 odd tons, and was a freak creation uh, of the atomic bomb blasts that were dropped on Japan at the end of the Second World War. Uh, he has first appeared in film in 1954, and since then he's gone on to become something of a cult classic, appearing in nearly uh, 30 movies. He basically goes around causing chaos. He, uh, he's amphibious. He spends most of his time at sea, only coming ashore to wreak havoc. And he's got a deafening mechanical roar. His radioactive fire breath can blast um, buildings, and he's got a tail that sort of lashes out to knock people over with. And he's even trained in the martial arts. Um, he's clearly pretty awesome and impressive. But I want you to imagine for a moment that Godzilla is real. The movies have become a reality that he's swum over from Japan several thousand miles up the River Severn, uh, crawled out and headed straight up the foss, and he's arrived in Morton in Marsh in time for the St. David's Youth Carol Service. And he's just burst straight in through the south wall and uh, sat just at the back, roughly where you are. Uh, I wonder how, what that would be like. Just imagine that. Um, Godzilla with us. His, his very earth-shattering appearance would mean that our lives would never be the same again. We'd all be impacted in some way by the experience of meeting him. I mean, surely strange things would happen. We'd all have our story to tell. How would he even fit in the building? Um, isn't he too big and powerful just to be an ordinary member of our peaceful community here? What will, ar- what will the arrival of this extraordinary visitor from another realm mean for the future of our people? Uh, Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I want to suggest that Christmas is a bit like Godzilla coming to the St. David's Morton Marsh Youth Carol Service, except that the visitor is um, far bigger, far more powerful, far more awesome, far more terrifying, because it's not Godzilla with us, but God with us. And this is what I think the movie poster should look like. God with, God with us. Isn't that extraordinary? Um, did you follow what happened in the reading from Matthew 1 that Hamish uh, wonderfully read for us? An angel from God appeared to Joseph in a dream and told him that Mary was going to have a baby. Not his baby, but a baby supernaturally conceived by the Holy Spirit of God. And that his name would be Emmanuel, which means God with us. If you think that... Um, you know, Godzilla coming to Morton in Marsh would be a pretty extraordinary event that would shape the history of the future and that everyone would be talking about for years to come. It's little wonder that God coming to Bethlehem is still celebrated every year around the world. 2,000 years later is the most significant thing ever to happen to humankind. Uh, we're just going to look briefly at Jesus' name, Emmanuel, uh, because it tells us three things about him, I think. It tells us that Jesus is God, number one. 
It tells us that Jesus is God with us. It also tells us that God is with us. And finally, that God is with us. So those are the three things. God with us. Emmanuel. Now, firstly, God. Um, I don't know what you make of Jesus, whether you've really ever thought about him, what your opinion is of him. Um, Almost everyone I speak to thinks that he's a very interesting character indeed. He was clearly a radical. He was extremely wise. He taught powerfully about how people should live. He told these extraordinary stories that we still tell today, don't we, about good Samaritans and prodigal sons. He was a great teacher and an interesting man. But the Bible tells us that although God was those things, Jesus was those things, he's much more than just a good teacher or an interesting man. The Bible tells us that Jesus is God that he's God with us. For example, um, Jesus is famous for doing miracles. Now, normally people don't do miracles. That's not something that normal people do. But the big fish this term, we've been looking at the miracles that Jesus was famous for doing. Um, And the only way, really, that Jesus could have done those things was if he was God with us. For example, he walked on water. When he walked on water, he broke the laws of nature. Surely only the person who wrote the laws of nature is allowed to break them. Um, surely only God can do that. Or he calmed the storm. And when he calmed the storm, he controlled the weather. Uh, surely the, only the person who designed meteorological systems is allowed to alter their course. Only God can do that. Or take, for example, the fact that he forgave people's sins. Only the person who has been sinned against is allowed to pardon them. Only God's allowed to do that. Or, for example, when he raised Lazarus from the dead, he gave life. Only the person who created all life to start off with is allowed to restore it to somebody who's lost theirs. Jesus did all these things that only God can do. But not not only did Jesus just do the sort of things only God can do, he also said the sort of things that only God can say. Um, In the Bible, there's a story of Exodus. In Exodus, Moses uh, meets God in the burning bush. And he takes the opportunity while he's speaking to God to ask him what his name is. Uh, Whilst I've got you on the line, God, I'd like to know what your name is. And God tells him that his name is I Am. You might think it's a funny sort of a name. But he is. God just is. He just exists. And that is his name, I Am. And all Jews knew that God's name was I am. But Jesus used this name of himself all the time, and he was Jewish. He knew what he was doing. He went around saying, I am this, I am that, I am the good shepherd, I am the way, the truth, and the life, I am the resurrection. And it really, really wound people up. It really split their opinions, because some people said, oh, he must be. Surely he is. He is God. He's doing all these things that only God can do, and he's saying these things that only God can say. And so they followed him. But other people really didn't like it and say, no, he can't be. He surely can't be God. God can't be a person. Um, He must be crazy. Well, um, one time Jesus was talking this way, and this is in John's gospel. He was saying all these things, I am this, I am that. And he says, I and the Father are one. That's an extraordinary thing to, to say. So the Jews picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said, I've shown you many miracles from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? And they replied, We're not stoning you for any of those, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, 
claim to be God. Jesus claimed to be God. He demonstrated he was God by the things that he did, and he claimed to be God. Jesus was God with us. But he wasn't just God with us. He was God with us. And it's all very well and good watching a movie about Godzilla. Uh, But it's an entirely different matter, isn't it, if he actually turned up here and burst through our wall. If he actually came to be with us, his very presence would have all sorts of knock-on effects, wouldn't it? That's the same with Jesus. Although initially, uh, it looked far less dramatic than a monster bursting through a wall. God bursting into his creation. Initially, it just looked like a baby being born in a shed. The most significant thing ever to happen to humanity. Perhaps it didn't look that amazing to start off with, but now God was with us. Um, God being with his people has all sorts of implications. Being in the presence of someone special is quite different from just knowing about them. Uh, a few weeks ago at Big Fish, uh, we asked whether anybody in there had ever met a celebrity. And hands went up. All sorts of people had different stories to tell. But one thing was clear that anybody who had ever been in the presence of a famous person didn't forget about it in a hurry. Um, I guess some of us here will have seen the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, but I bet we haven't experienced this. Uh, This is from the BBC. Hollywood star Johnny Depp has made an unannounced visit to a London primary school after receiving a letter from one of its pupils. The actor turned up at the school in Greenwich, south-east London, dressed as Pirates of the Caribbean alter ego Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, Depp, 47, has been filming the latest instalment of the franchise in London, and he said that nine-year-old Beatrice had written to Captain Jack, asking him to lead a mutiny against her teachers. How cool is that? Isn't that amazing? Nine-year-old Beatrice got to be with Captain Jack. She obviously thought that was going to change her life. But sadly not, actually. Um, The article went on to say that Depp produced Beatrice's letter and performed for the children for 15 minutes. But he told the schoolgirl that a mutiny might get them into trouble. A fat lot of good that did. (laughs) Uh, But by contrast, when God is with you, he will change your life. It means that, there's all sorts of things that it means when God is with us. But one thing is that it means that we never have to be afraid. Never have to be afraid. Loads of times in the Bible, God tells his people not to be afraid. But he doesn't just say to his people, don't be afraid because I say so. He says, don't be afraid because I am with you. Now, that is an entirely different thing. When you know that God is with you, you're able to live your life without any fear at all. And so over and over and over again, all to different people throughout the Bible, God says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Or in another place, um, there's a bit, a bit book of Jeremiah, the prophet, in the, twice in the same chapter. God says, I am with you, and I will rescue you. I'm with you, and I will rescue you. God being with us means that he will rescue us. Um, in the school assemblies this term at St. David's, we've been looking at the Bible as God's rescue plan. Every Wednesday morning, we go in there and say, what have we been looking at this term? And the hands go up, God's rescue plan. Um, God's always rescuing his people. And so Jesus coming to be with us means that he could rescue us. Amazing. Uh, There's so much more that we could say about God being with us. We haven't really got time to go into it all. It would certainly be a lot more significant and memorable and life-changing than um, Johnny Depp or Captain Jack Sparrow coming to be with nine-year-old Beatrice. God is with us. 
Finally, and briefly, Emmanuel means that God is with us. He's with us. And some people think that the Christmas story, um, you know, it must be very wonderful for the shepherds and the wise men and all of those folks who are around at the time. There must have been a, you know, a fantastic thing to happen then. It doesn't really have much to do with us today. Well, this promise about Jesus being with us, God being with us, at the beginning of Matthew's gospel, as we had read for us by Hamish, is in chapter 1, right at the beginning of Matthew's gospel. But I wonder if you know what Jesus' very, very, very last words are that he says just before he ascends into heaven, at, right at the end of Matthew's gospel, in chapter 28, the last thing he says, the last sentence, is surely I am with you always, even till the very end of the age. I'm with you, always, even to the very end of the age. So when Jesus says, I'm with you, he wasn't just talking to the people who were assembled there at the time, to those lucky few who happened to be standing around. No, he was saying, I'm with you, people of the world, all of humanity. I'm with all of you, people of earth. I'm with you, people, always, to the very end of the age. How? By his Holy Spirit. The same Spirit who conceived Jesus that we heard about, the baby being conceived by the Holy Spirit. That's how God is with us today. And did you notice in the Isaiah 9 reading that we had read for us, extraordinary promises that were made before Jesus was even born. It said, For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Of the increase of his government there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. God is with us forever. That is awesome. Uh, It means that all of those benefits of God being with us weren't just for then. They're for now. They are for us. God is with me. God can be with you. And that's why we have um, Sunday Club and Pathfinders and Big Fish and the Bridge to get to know God and to experience God being with us. So there we go. Christmas is similar to a um, a giant mutant dinosaur monster bursting straight in through the wall and joining us uh, in our small little cosy place in Morton and Marsh, only slightly more exciting, more significant and more life-changing. God is with us. Let me pray for us. Dear Jesus, we thank you that you came all those years ago to be God with us. And we pray that you'd help us to know your presence each day. Amen.